Welcome to the Beers and Ears podcast. Here are your hosts, Casey Woolley and Matthew Brown. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Beers and Ears podcast. My name is Matt, and once again, Casey's out for a little bit. Uh, From what I gather, he doesn't have a voice, and uh, you don't need much to do podcasting, but... A voice is kind of one of them. So we're hoping he's going to be back next week, but I'm still here and I have some great guests that are with me today. So um, with me, joining me today um, are two people I have known for, let's see, how old am I now? I've been out of college longer than I like to think. Um, a while. Uh, we'll, we'll say a while. Um, uh, I went to, to college with this person, and his brother is also joining us, Thomas and James Flath. Hey, I'm Thomas. Hey, this is James. All right. Hey, thanks so much for coming on. So, Thomas, I have to start with uh, the, the story of, of how we met. And not necessarily how we met, but uh, it, it was... My sophomore year, beginning of my sophomore year, summer before, I was visiting my grandparents and in Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. And my grandma was like, hey, uh, the this family we know of the pizza place that we go to, their son goes to Hope. You should look him up and, and hang out. I'm sure you guys would get along great. And to which I, uh, of course, responded, yeah, sure, grandma, because what am I going to do? Send this guy an email that says, hey, man, my grandma says we should hang out. <laughs> like, like, the, like, uh, like if I got an email like that, I'd be like, OK, man, um, whatever. So um, but I felt really bad because, you know, my grandma was really excited about it. So at Thanksgiving, she asked me about it again. She was like, hey, did you ever look up? Um, um, Thomas and I was like no I kind of like hemmed and hawed and made an excuse on like why I hadn't done it oh it's been a really busy semester grandma you know lots of things going on and then she mentions well you know he plays clarinet in the in the wind ensemble I was like oh wait uh, that Thomas I know that Thomas we hang out all the time (laughs) we're already friends yeah we were already friends so thank goodness I did not have to send you an awkward email about my grandma wanting us to hang out we probably would have still been friends anyway. True. <laughs> We're both too nice. So um, we are uh, doing a very fun and unique episode. Um, I kind of pitched it to to Thomas and James of like, what what do you what do you want to do? Um, you know, kind of this this episode is your oyster, and they 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 did an unexpected topic that I was actually am now really excited to talk about. The we're going to talk about the 2003 video game Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic. And so before we jump into this at all, I want to, uh, Thomas and James, if you could give us kind of like when you were first introduced to Star Wars, um, you know, your history of all that, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. So it's one of those weird things that I can't think of a time before Star Wars, because growing up, we always had Star Wars. We watched Star Wars all the time. So I... I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, well, so I was six years old, and I watched all three of the original trilogy on the same day at three different houses. I think it was over Thanksgiving (laughs) or something. So I watched the first movie at one house. I'm like, hey, like, I want to watch the next one. So eventually, we just found a VHS copy at each of the three houses, and I watched all of them straight through, and then there was no looking back. And then the following year, these special editions came out in 1997. I got them on VHS in a full screen, not widescreen, because apparently that was terrible at the time. And uh, the rest is history. 
I love the I love anytime someone says VHS. Right. Uh, that just uh that that just the 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 thought of having to rewind tapes like like remember the days we would rent videos and then we'd have to like there would be a fee if you didn't rewind them before you you to oh man rewind sorry i am i am in this the, the this episode hit me in the face with as much nostalgia as you possibly could get so i like i am hardcore nostalgiaing right now yeah and it's not all nostalgia they're slowly bringing in uh pieces of this timeline there's some of it in the rise of skywalker it's a lot of it just kind of like under the current. They're bringing it into other Star Wars games just to kind of ready it for coming back into Disney canon. So what's out there if you're looking for it? Yeah. 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 We'll we'll get into some of that of how it fits in in a little bit. But let's talk about just the, the game itself. So like 2003. Uh, so for, for those of us that um, if there are listeners out there that have no idea what this is, what like pitch... Pitch the the listeners on why what's what is this game? All right, so it is a Star Wars role playing game. So what that means is that every time you play the game, you can you can make your character totally unique. You know, uh, you can do different force powers, different armor. You know, if you want to focus on force powers or blasters, you, there are so many different options. And so it's it is a Star Wars role playing game, and. What I actually found out, I, I was reading into it more, the developers are huge fans of Dungeons and Dragons, and the whole combat system in the game is actually just based on a typical Dungeons and Dragons dice system. Like, they, they literally just took that and brought it directly into the game. So, um, my brother and I, uh, over quarantine, we've been doing a Star Wars uh, D&D game with some of our friends. And so reading up, there's actually an earlier version of that. That's actually what they used for this game. So, you know, for role-playing games fans, D&D fans, it's cool. For Star Wars fans, it's cool. Or if you're just really into video games, it's it's just a very well-made video game. It certainly has one of the most immersive stories that I've seen in a video game, too. I mean, it's on par with like a, like a, a full movie mm-hmm. or a full comic series but made just for the video game and it really plays well. Well, and, and unlike a movie, you know, you mentioned this Thomas where your decisions, what you do, the 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 the, the decisions that you make affect the outcome of the game. So when it gets towards the end of the game, you can choose which way to go and that drastically affects the ending, but then even the subtle things along the way. Um so uh let's get into the plot. Um uh for the for the again for the listeners that have no idea what uh, the old republic is where in timeline wise where is this set all right so this is 4000 bby and in the star wars universe you're gonna hear bby then that means before the battle of yavin aka star wars episode 4 a new hope so pretty much all timelines in star wars are set around that date so this is 4000 years beforehand which I've always, I've never understood the Star Wars timeline of how over 4,000 years there can be like no technological. <laughs> There's, uh, the scientists are like, you know what? We, we've pretty much peaked. We're, we're done. Yeah, we're, we're good. Well, there's some. This was just after the hyperspace wars. So it sits there. It's just. They, Throwing out. Yeah. They take a long time. Yeah. 
<laughs> I will say that in, in reading up on more of the lore, there is stuff where it's talking about 30,000 years BBY. So th- there is a lot of Star Wars history. But yeah, anyways, this is long, long before Luke and Darth Vader and, and all that stuff. Even before Yoda. Yeah, and and um, this is also a time where, you know, we're used to kind of a smaller Jedi Council, smaller Jedi, you know, force, I guess you could say. Um, I guess force is a, a, a bad way because that's another thing. A small Jedi uh, platoon? I don't know. A group of group of Jedi. Um, and, and we're used to like the rule of two as well, like two Sith. Whereas the old, in the Old Republic, it's like a ton of Jedi and a ton of Sith are just all kind of out there. If I if I'm not mistaken, am I correct on that? Yeah. Um. And actually, at at two different points in the game, at, at one of them, you go to a Jedi Academy and train with a whole bunch of other Jedi, and later on, you actually have to infiltrate a Sith Academy where it's you know the same thing of teaching people in the ways of the dark side. And so it, these two forces are massive in it and there there is still the the leader of the sith in here but it, it's not you know th- there's it's not just the two of them there's there's a larger group yeah and you can choose along the way if you want to make decisions and work towards the light side to become a jedi or you can fully embrace the dark side become a sith and just kill everybody you meet to become the most evil sith possible Yes. So shocker, like you're playing someone who is force sensitive um, uh, like that. That seems to be for for when this game came out, that was very, a, a very much a big thing. You know, or, you know, since then, with like Battlefront and Squadrons, there's been more of a call and a desire of like, hey, I, I love the idea that I'm not the Jedi character. OK, well, I feel like we got to get into like the, the meat of the bones on uh, on on this plot. So so di- dive us into the plot. Let's let's do this thing. And we will throw up a spoiler warning here um, when we really get into it. We're going to give the overview. And so if you're thinking after this overview, like, hey, I'd really like to play this game without the spoiler, then we, we will give a spoiler alert later so you cannot uh, uh, hear the spoiler. So just let's dive right in. All right, high-level overview. You are a Republic soldier that wakes up on a ship, and you're in the middle of being attacked, and you find out by Darth Malak, um, the current Dark Lord of the Sith. And he is essentially, you know, doing Sith stuff, trying to take over the Republic, classic. And you essentially escape away, and through through your travels, you're, you know, making friends and... Oh yeah, you're 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 making friends and allies along the way, but the massive the, the kind of the overall plot is that you have no memory. And like people are trying to figure out who you are and like what your past is and all that. And along the way, you learn about this thing called the Star Forge that the Sith are working. So you're you're trying to gather the star maps that are all over the place that when you gather all the star maps together, it'll give you the location of the Star Forge so that you can, you know, blow it up in classic Star Wars style and defeat the Sith. A very high, very, very high level <clears throat> overview of the plot. Yes. And, uh, and, but we, but yet, even though this is set, you know, years and years before we go to familiar planets, yeah. um, where we've got, uh, Tatooine, Kashyyyk, uh, Dantooine, uh, like, so it, it's familiar places. Yeah. And I, 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 in my opinion, they did a really good balance of, 
bringing in, you know, familiar um, Star Wars characters and settings of, you know, th- these planets that you're familiar with. And, you know, you can befriend a, a Wookiee along the way. And, th- and there's a, you know, a sly smuggler that's going to help you steal a ship so you can get away and you can have your droid friend with you. And so like there are these aspects that are like, oh, this is so similar to, you know, you know, the, the original trilogy there. But they are the unique characters and they because they have, you know, with it being an RPG and a video game, they have a lot more time with it. They can really dive into and fully flesh out these characters instead of just having a you know two hour movie. And that's all you get. I'm all for the for me growing up. I always enjoyed the books and the comic books as opposed to just movies. A lot of what I like about Star Wars is what I read in the New Jedi Order and a lot of books that are in um, the Legends now, the old canon. So this felt a lot more uh, similarly to that. And some of the characters like Bastila Shan or um, Mission and Zalabar and Jolie Bindo, like they're just fully fleshed out. They're incredible characters that are really interesting. They each have their different missions and you can interact with them as you make different decisions that they agree with or disagree with. They'll become more loyal or less loyal to you. Um, and it's just kind of, it was a revolutionary game, not just a Star Wars game at that point and really changed how RPGs were played, you know, for forever. Yeah. For, um, th- that was a really important point I actually wanted to talk about was the actual gameplay aspect of it was there really haven't been many games as fleshed out as this, where, you know, um, e- even, even on the onset of your character creation, you can choose male or female and that will depend on the people you meet throughout the game and your interactions with them. And then, like we mentioned earlier, you can choose light side or dark side. And it, it's not like just one decision you make, but it's the course of the multiple decisions you make kind of lean you one way or another. And depending on where you go, people will have different responses to you and they'll say different things. And um, it's it, it's just so much more complex and in-depth than just a... You know, it's it's not a straightforward story because there are so many different stories involved. And that's well, always been the um, kind of the crux of Star Wars is choosing your own path and how that impacts the entire galaxy. In the original trilogy, Vader was trying to convince Luke to join him and join the Sith and rule the galaxy. If he had made one different decision, the entire movies would be different. You know, every single decision Luke had built up to that point. When you exactly. him to stay on Dagobah because his training wasn't complete and he wanted to go help his friends in Bespin, you know, he went there, but there were consequences. He lost his hand. I mean, the, the rebellion was in disarray after that. Um, but then you make those decisions and you go on. And that's just how each of our lives are. It's not clear things. It's the culminations of our decisions. But then always leaving the room for um, redemption that uh, Anakin... Um, found when he came back when Vader uh, removed his mask and finally became Anakin once again. Um, it's really the beauty of Star Wars, and this game captured it better than any game up until that point, and I'd say any game since. It does give you that immersive experience. You know, there is so much, you know, when Fallen Order came out, uh, you know, I think that was last year or two years ago or whatever, recently, um, you know, it was Be a Jedi, and that was like the whole that was the 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 selling point of it is you are a jedi and and i think that this game 
could easily have that same tagline where, listen, you're this person, you make the decisions. You're not, like you said, it's not a cookie cutter. Look, here's the storyline. Here's where you go. It's it, this is what you do and what you say and how you react to people and it is 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 going to affect the world around you, which is exactly how the regular world works. Like if if I go up to everyone and say, screw you, I hate you, people aren't going to like me. That's <laughs> just how it works. <laughs> OK, I'm I, I think it's time that we throw up the spoiler warning because this game has. So spoiler warning, spoiler, spoiler, spoiler. You have been duly warned. If you are like, this game sounds awesome. I want to play it. Uh, stop the stop it now and come back to us when you when you're done playing it. So spoiler, um, this game has one of the best twists in video games. Period. Like I, I like I I I have still seen articles written that say this is one of the greatest video game twists of all time. And there's been a lot of video games that have come out since 2003. Yeah. And I, it's, I think it's important from a, from the storytelling aspect of like what it means to your character and the decisions you're making throughout the game of like what this twist really means. Cause like, it's, I guess like it, from a surprise perspective, it, it wasn't like this, like, Holy cow, no one could have ever seen that coming. Because like it, when we say you know, you can kind of figure it out, but and but, and it builds to it. It gives yeah. you clues now and then. But so the spoiler is that um, this was after the uh, the Jedi Civil War, and a Jedi named Revan and his apprentice Malak went and you know kind of conquered and ended this war with the Mandalorians, and Revan and Malak fought, and Malak won. He ruled the Sith Empire, and then no one could ever find Revan. They just assumed that he had died. But you were playing as Revan the entire time, and you had to come to that decision again. Were you going to defeat Malak and take over control of the Sith Empire, or were you going to side with the Jedi and attempt to bring peace back? And both options are viable. You know, you can go and at the end determine... And there's cutscenes and story involved the whole way. Um, you know what what mood you're in that day, <laughs> what you want to do. Well, and 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 I will have to say here that fully voice acted in different oh, yeah. alien languages. Like this is not like your sometimes video games of this time have the like generic voice, generic things. Like okay, we, you know we're not going to spend a lot of time on this. Fully voice acted, again, different alien languages, really, really well done. Again, adds to the immersiveness of it. And from a technological standpoint, like, this is 2003. Like, it, you you had the CD. There wasn't anything you could download from the no. internet, you know, to, to help out. Like, how they achieved that, as well as, you know, the massive amount of dialogue in the game because of the different options. I, I still do not comprehend how they were able to get this whole game on one of those CDs. And I applaud them. No, and this was on the original Xbox. And uh, the graphics show, you, yeah. you get the, the feeling. <laughs> it works just fine. But um, you really can't compare it to anything now. Yeah, definitely. If you're looking for a graphical Marvel, you're not going to get that. No. Uh, but, I mean, it, it 2003. Like, <laughs> you have to know what you're getting into. But, I mean, that's one of those, if you just, 
you just have to understand it's 2003. But honestly, outside of the graphics, the game still holds up, in my opinion. I played it two years ago, and it was fantastic. Uh, it is ten dollars on Steam. So uh, again, if you're like, "Hey, I really want to play this game," and it's like ten. Oh yeah, and they came out with a sequel, and um, there was a whole um online uh, uh RPG as well, an MMO. Am I getting that correctly? A massively multiplayer online role playing game, and so the the sequel wasn't created by the same developers, but the MMO actually was, and. It also incorporates a lot of the same characters and bringing back some of those characters. So I, I never played. The, um, it was called Star Wars: The Old Republic. Never played. It. I always wanted to because it seemed real cool. But yeah, it actually just shut down. I want. I want to say like a year ago they oh. they shut it down because oh. I mean, as all MMOs go, I mean, as all yeah. games go, like that where you have the initial hit and then just over time people stop playing it like that just is the nature of how video games go outside of like something like world of warcraft (laughs) which is still going if we would have put out this podcast two years ago we could have saved it that's that's true uh we could have you know we've got listeners all around the world we could have uh uh, resurrected the old Republic. Um, I mean, you got to hope that something's coming down the pipeline. You know, uh, clearly oh, the plenty of rumors. You just a rumor is a rumor until it uh, comes to fruition. Yeah, rumors. Ru- I'll believe rumors when I see them. But I will say, I, I don't think there has, besides when Star Wars initially released, I'm not sure there's ever been a time where Star Wars fandom has been this high. Maybe I'm wrong because I, you know, obviously was nine in 1999 when the original when the prequels came out. But I, I just feel like there are a lot more people that are aware of what's happening of Star Wars right now. And they, there's so many different outlets. I mean, I know the the sequel trilogy got pretty mixed reviews. Some people loved it. Some people hated it. Um, but the people who hated it, I'm sure, then came and loved The Mandalorian and some of the things that are going on there um, and the animated shows. So there's the ability to put out different content in different mediums and people can kind of, you know, latch on to the stuff that they like and the stuff they don't like, you know, don't pay as much attention to it. Well, so we're we're kind of transitioning into this, but I, I, I want to mention this here where, you know, video games is a medium that is huge. Like people, um, video gaming is obviously a big thing. And Star Wars has had no shortage of releasing video games. Um, you know, in when I was uh, in high school, the uh, the Force Unleashed re- uh, released uh, a game and a sequel. Um, Battlefront, Star Wars Battlefront, Electronic Arts came out with that uh, uh, fairly recently. And uh, obviously, you know, we referenced Jedi Fallen Order. That was a big game of, you know, this Jedi that survived Order 66. And then even recently, Star Wars Squadrons, where you're a fighter pilot. It's not Jedi based. Um, in fact, I, to my knowledge, there are no force sensitive things in there. It's it's just you are a fighter pilot. Correct. Um, but none of this, none of these seem to be the hit that this was. And the 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 vibe that I get of them is just eh. Like they're 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 not bad. They're just eh. And so my question is kind of twofold. I'm I'm kind of just serving up a ton of questions here. Is why why is that? Why are why are other games? If you've played them, why are other games not up to par with this one? And why is this so hard? Like why 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 can't they figure this out? So I think part of it that I mean with with Kotor, 
the story was so immersive and people really, really loved the story. Whereas, you know, a lot of those other Star Wars games, they're very fun video games, you know, Battlefront and, you know, Squadron, where it's like, you, it, it's super fun to play, but when you're done, you know, it, what's there to say? I, I will say that Fallen Order, I feel like is a recent exception where that one actually had a really great story. Um, I don't hear as many people talk about it. I don't, I don't really know why, because I, uh, that's one that I did play, really love this story, and I think this story is extremely interesting and very relevant to everything that's going on in Star Wars canon right now. Yeah, I think the, the, the only thing that I have to say about that is, I, I, I disagree slightly. I thought the story was really, really great until the ending, where the thing that they were, the, yeah, okay. Again. Sorry, sorry, spoiler again. Um, <laughs> yes, so uh, just a whole bunch of spoilers. Don't listen to this episode if you don't want spoilers. The, the whole thing is, all right, we got to find this Jedi holocron so we can you know, restart the Jedi Order. We got to find this holocron. They're all over the galaxy, risking their lives. Holocron. They finally get the holocron. And they're like, yeah, you know what? Never mind. And it's like, wait, what? <laughs> I mean, like they... they, they uh, I don't know. Like the, in, in my mind, they're, they're learning... In, is similar to kind of how um you know in, in episode where's, eight where 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 yeah where where they're kind of saying you know forget the Jedi tax let's do it our own way like let let's do what we can to help out like the the Jedi Order was not good that that that's that's like an overarching theme throughout all the movies was that like the Jedi Order at face value was this great idea but it was so heavily flawed that. You, we, we got to do something different. But it was flawed because it lost its way. Yeah. I want to say that's a reflection on, you know, the foundation of the Jedi Order. It just got bloated and it really lost focus. Um, and I think that's kind of what it came down to in um, uh, Rise of Skywalker, where, you know, Luke came back later and it's like, well, you know, maybe it's not the Jedi that was bad. It was really just how we played it out. Yeah, definitely. Um, I, for a couple podcasts ago, um, I believe when we did episode, we just did an episode um, on Phantom Menace, and we we talked about you know as kids we had this, and I don't, I don't know if you had this similar thing of we had this rose colored glasses for the Jedi Order, like they were oh the Jedi are just wonderful and they can do no wrong. And then as as I've gotten older and as more stories have come out, you know you watch Clone Wars, you watch Rebels. Uh, you you watch the movies again through new lenses, a more adult lens, and you go, yeah, you know, th- this isn't quite as perfect as I remember it being when I was 10. And honestly, I think that's been one of my favorite things about revisiting and diving more into Star Wars as an adult of, of and, and especially with a lot of the current TV shows, of showing how flawed the Jedi can be in addition to, you know, sometimes the bad guys aren't you know like the epitome of evil kind of thing and and having that like middle ground of the force um you know th- th- there's a character in star wars rebels that he he's a force force wielding the the bendu yeah yes him, but yeah like the, he's this middle ground of i am not the light or the dark side but it's just how the force is being used and 
I think that's so interesting. Okay, pause. It 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 would not be an episode about Star Wars if I did not make plugs for the animated series. In case he's not here to uh to uh hear this, but uh because uh, I'm desperately trying to get him to watch him. But shout out to Amy and Sharif who have mentioned on our 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 socials that that they have started watching the animated series. You guys are awesome. Good for you. You are better human beings What's for animated it. Animated series. Um, I believe they started with Clone Wars. Um, uh, but I, I'm pushing them all. Um, but Clone Wars Rebels, like it, it's going to give you so much more of a story of the Jedi Order, of the war, of the after Order sixty six. You know, the you you get these uh, uh you know force sensitive beings that are neither light nor dark. I. I, again, again, it would not be an episode of the Beers and Ears podcast on Star Wars if I did not make this plug. So, you know, you knew you were getting it. Like When you saw Star Wars on the title, you knew I was going to say something. So here's my plug. There it is. We are both massive fans of both the Clone Wars and Rebels. So we, we didn't are- we didn't even know that was a ruggy running gag and we're all in on it. Oh yeah, I I have I did an episode early on that was a con- we did we we do convince me's every so often we haven't done one in a while but where I I convinced that if you are st- I tried to convince Casey that if you're a Star Wars fan you need to be watching the Clone Wars yeah. and that has started this I've probably this is probably like the sixth or seventh time that I've mentioned it. <laughs> um, that being said, I do not recommend anybody spend any amount of time watching Star Wars Resistance. No, no. Unless you're a child under the age of four, um, you're better off doing anything else with your time. It is as as much as I push Clone Wars and Rebels, that is how much I am not pushing you watch Star Wars Resistance. (laughs) It is the worst thing that has ever come out of Star Wars, and that includes the holiday special. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's not it, it's it's not great. It's not great. I actually watched the entire first season and hoping that it would because because with with most of these Star Wars cartoons, you watch the first season and you're like, eh, and then it's end of first season, beginning of second season, usually when these things kick into gear and you're like, OK, here we go. Yep. And uh, nope. <laughs> However, I did watch every single episode and hated myself all along the way. Well, I'm I'm happy to hear that because I watched the first ep- first two episodes of season two and went, do I really need to continue this? <laughs> there was one half of one episode in season two that was like, oh, this isn't terrible, and that's <laughs> the end of it. All right. So anyway, um, back to the older public. Um, and I guess again, transitioning. We've kind of already you know made this transition. We are getting. So much Star Wars content um, uh, in, in the next 15 years. Like it's it's a ridiculous amount. But up until now, now, unless I there is something that that I know there's rumors, but I have not heard anything confirmed. Um, most of it is set in the Skywalker era. And while I. I like when they can connect the story. Like, don't get me wrong. When Luke Skywalker showed up. At, oh, sorry. Spoiler alert. Um, <laughs> um, I, we've already talked about this on the pod, but spoiler alert. Um, when Luke Skywalker shows up at the end of season two of The Mandalorian. What? Uh, <laughs> surprise. Um, I, 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 my jaw dropped. I loved it. But anytime you now I feel like what they're doing is anytime they do a story in the Skywalker saga, there's this need to like, okay, well we have to like shoehorn a character in here. Like, okay, we got to like 
How do we connect Luke into here? How do we connect Leia into here? Look, let's throw R2-D2 in there. And what I, what I really would love to see about an, an Old Republic trilogy movie series, they wouldn't have to do that. It's a blank slate. You don't have to try to shoehorn in, oh, well, you know, we, we can't do this because of this and then this because of this. It, you have a blank slate. Well, two things. First, I disagree with you on the Skywalker um, era. I think Mandalorian is a great example of that, where until the end of season two, it wasn't about the Skywalkers at all. I mean, R2 showing up was just because, oh, he'd be with Luke, and it was a little bit of fan service. But we were able to have discussions about Jedi. We had a former Jedi. We had um, lightsabers, we have the dark saber, we had Mandalorian lore, all that with not mentioning, um, the word Skywalker or anyone from the original trilogy until the end. So I think there's ways like Mandalorian to do it. And, um, obviously Favreau and Filoni are the people to shepherd that in. And then secondly, uh, there's a book series and comic series. One book is out already called the high Republic which takes place um, like three to 400 years before the Battle of Yavin. So it's not quite, you know, the old Republic, but they're tipping their, uh, their toes in the water to see what people think. And I got to imagine if it's popular, they'll come out with um, more TV shows like the Acolyte, which is um, about a Sith Acolyte. And that's supposed to take place in that um, time frame also. Yeah. I'm, I'm all for, the new, I, I guess, I, I guess part of it is again, I, I, I like the Mandalorian, love the Mandalorian. And you're right that you really get no reference of, of anything of the Skywalker saga until the end of season two. Um, but I, I, I still feel like there's this pressure to have to like put in something that connects it to the universe. And if they did old Republic, high Republic, or even something way in the future, like I, I, that, that could be done as well. Um, I, I think it gives it, it gives you more of a. Uh, I, I keep saying clean slate, but more of a you don't have to try to fit as much in. I guess is is or connect it in any kind of way. You kind of just have you can just go, and you can do anything. You can have brand new characters, brand new species. Um, one of my favorite arcs in Star Wars is the new Jedi Order and the Yuzhong Bong, which just comes and throws the entire world, you know, upside down and force abilities are kind of irrelevant at that point. I think that's something totally new that I'd love to see, too. Um, but it is it goes beyond the original trilogy and it lets people stretch out and do new things without just being stuck in that time frame. So you mentioned this, James, um, you know, we're talking about high Republic, old Republic. And, you know, I, I think a lot of people would think, Oh, well you want like this massive, what you want is the cinematic, lots of Jedi versus lots of, of Sith. And don't get me wrong. That yeah. sounds awesome. But want that. Yeah, I want yeah, that. That, that sounds great. I'm in, yeah. but um, with the Mandalorian and this game, Knights of the old Republic, you know, mentions the uh, the Mandalorian Wars, oh, yeah. and I think there's and and the and the cartoons touch on a lot of Mandalore history as well. And I really think that I I hope that they're priming the pump for maybe some more Mandalore Mandalorian type 
content. Uh, what, what do you guys think about that? I, 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 I completely agree. And I, I don't see a situation where they don't dive real deep into Mandalorian lore, you know, in the coming year or two. So like in Knights of the Old Republic, the Mandalorian Wars are, was essentially this guy named Mandalore the Ultimate. And he was essentially just like, at that point, the Mandalorian culture was like dying out and it was like almost extinct. And he's like, nope, we're going to save the culture and bring it back and just kind of started taking over planets. In, you know, Star Wars Rebels, there, there's a lot more stuff going into, um, you know, the, the different Mandalorian clans. And then even in the Mandalorian show, they, they're talking about this character of Mandalore the Great, which it sounds like was kind of the, the same sort of idea of a person of this great Mandalorian leader that was trying to save their world and bring everything back. So the the fact that they've mentioned Mandalore the Great in the current Star Wars canon, I don't see why why they wouldn't do more stuff with that, especially with the massive popularity of the show. One with the Darksaber itself. You can't understand the Darksaber and its significance without talking about the Mandalorian Civil War and the Jedi Mandalorian whose lightsaber it was. They're just like they're they're just teasing us, and then in the years to come, we're just gonna get everything we want and more. Assuming I mean, I'm... that they let Filoni and Favreau do it, and not uh, Kathleen Kennedy. I'm not sure what your <laughs> Kathleen Kennedy um, stance is on the podcast. So <laughs> I I don't we don't hate her as much as uh uh I think some people do. Like we recognize that maybe there's some creative decisions that we're not necessarily in love with, but overall, I I think I I don't think she's steering star Wars in a negative direction. She's just not steering it in any direction. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I mean, honestly, I mean, that was my big problem with the sequel trilogy is it was just, it, it was just all over the place. I think each movie in a vacuum is, is good, but in the context of the greater story is very uh, sloppy, I guess is the best way I can, I can describe it. Yeah. It just, it just goes all, it has, has great moments. Like I, I'm, I'm definitely, I'm, I'm, I'm not in the camp of, I think there's a bad star Wars movie. Like, I mean, yeah, last year, I get ton of, watch any of them. Yeah, I'm 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 up for watching any of them. Like Last Jedi gets a ton of heat, and I'm I, again not my favorite Star Wars movie, but it, it's enjoyable to watch. Uh, it might be my favorite Star Wars movie, but that that that's a conversation for another day. It's no <laughs> oh. Um, so I, you know, I but I agree. Like yeah. Favreau and Filoni, uh, like they can make anything they want. I, I I have no problem. They could come out tomorrow and be like, "We're doing a Jar Jar Binks series," and I'm like, yeah. "You know what? If you guys are doing it, I'm in." Especially if it's about Darth Jar Jar and how he was the ancient Sith the entire time. That's the story <laughs> the world needs to hear. Okay, we, we talked about this on, on The Phantom Menace, and I, I want to ask this question. That if, the, the big if, in episode nine, two-thirds of the way through the movie, it's Jar Jar. Like, he's the one that mastermind all of this thing. What is your opinion of that character? I would, uh... Well, I would have a lot more respect for Kathleen Kennedy to begin with. <laughs> and I just think that I'd be all for it. I'm all for like the the most entertaining result to being the most likely, as Elon Musk likes to say. If they did that and they had a way that was like, hey, you know, Jar Jar's the reason Palpatine came into power, um, I'd be all for it. I 
I yeah, I, I would say it would be the most entertaining result. Um, he could have his lightsaber and he like holds it with his tongue and whips it around. <laughs> like it'd be fantastic. But I, I, I just that that is a fascinating discussion to me because you know we just we 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 pan Jar Jar, but like if they'd made that one decision, how many more like Jar Jar toys and Jar Jar things would people be like, oh, I'm totally in, and people would be watching Episode One all over again to be like, oh, oh my gosh, I gotta see where this starts. It just it's a fascinating thing for me. Jar Jar um, the yellow eyes and you know yeah ripping down his teeth. And- <laughs> Um, all right, so anything else on Knights of the Old Republic, Star Wars? What? Anything else you want to get off your chest while you got a microphone in front of you? I do. I I think the game and the story is worth playing um, because I mean, for those that don't know, a lot of this old Star Wars lore is no longer official canon. It, it's in the Star Wars Legends box that th- that's not official anymore. But there is a very large vocal group of Star Wars creators that have said they're huge fans of this game. And there are different aspects of this game that are are in current Star Wars canon. And my favorite one is the first episode of Mandalorian Season 2 that it's all about, you know, he's got to fight this crate dragon. And he does it by planting these bombs under the sand. And then he gets it and he's he's got to get the pearl and, you know, that whole thing. That is literally just a mission step by step from Knights of the Old Republic where you had to defeat a crate dragon and you had to get the the Tuscan Raiders to help and you planted a bomb under the sand and you had to get the pearl like it's stuff like that that it's like all throughout the current Star Wars that they're like hey for the fans of Knights of the Old Republic we got you totally and it was it they just played it out perfectly it's what everyone wanted for me I I'm thankful that uh, when Disney bought um, Star Wars and or Lucasfilm and turned all the old canon into Legends, I was pretty disappointed. But I've been surprised in a good way with how they've been able to put pieces back in. Um, so I want to give a shout out to um, uh, Lucasfilm there for putting things back in, um, especially with Dave Filoni. I'm a big Dave Filoni stan. But the, even the little stuff in uh, The Rise of Skywalker the entire fleet that was above Exegol were all named after old um, Sith, where they pulled a bunch of that out of the Knights of the Old Republic. Little things like that, where they're canonizing the things that make sense. You know, they're not um, sticking down to, oh, well, you know, Han and Leia actually had three kids and Mara Jade and ben and all that sort of stuff which i love but they're doing the stuff that makes a lot of sense and i'm glad they're doing that and not just kind of thumbing their noses um, at the older fans and i think they're going to continue to incorporate more of those things while also updating it um and giving us the disney version so i think it's i agree keep open minds and um you know we try to contribute instead of just um poo-pooing um different directors or producers at the end of the day um, I decided when Disney bought Star Wars that I was going to love Star Wars regardless, even if there are things I didn't enjoy. Like, this is something that's always been positive for my life, and I'm just going to keep it that way. If I get to the point where I hate it that much, or it's just bringing me anger, then I'm doing something wrong. So, Star Wars is good. The more Star Wars, the better. Um, and thank you, Dave Filoni and John Favreau. <laughs> yeah, they, they're really doing a nice job bridging the gap. 
So Rob Bridger in the gap. <laughs> oh boy. Ooh, yeah. Ah. So before we go, I have non Star Wars things. I just need to spend two minutes doing this. So Thomas, you are a giant Arnold Schwarzenegger fan. Of course. Everyone should. Yeah. <laughs> yes, of course. So initially when you were like, oh, you know, I want, you know, I, I don't, I don't care what episode and we, we both kind of thought it, and I was like, I wonder if Arnold Schwarzenegger, like what's his Disney connections? Well, shockingly, he actually does not have that many. Yeah, I'm um, going to think of any. Um, so he was at the opening of uh, Indiana Jones and the Temple of the Forbidden Eye in Disneyland. So um, okay. that's fun. Um, he was in Around the World in 80 Days. Yep, that's what I was going to say. Yep. But then there's, uh, and of course, the genie references. He does a Arnold impression. <laughs> that's so good. That yeah. entire bit is oh. just fantastic. Yes. But then I stumbled on this in um now this is not Arnold Schwarzenegger it is based on Arnold Schwarzenegger. Oh, no. In Chippendale Rescue Rangers <laughs> there is Arnold Mausenegger. <laughs> <laughs> and and uh he is the uh he is a member of Rat Capone's gang. And uh, he also has a friend who's a lizard that is Sugar Ray Lizard, who I assume is based on Sugar Sugar Ray Leonard, the boxer. Um, so um, yes, so Arnold Mausenegger is is a I guess the closest thing that you can get to Arnold Schwarzenegger in Disney canon. Well, for now, they, they'll. I mean, I don't know why they haven't made him a Disney prince yet, but it, it's coming. I mean, I, I think Cara Dune was pretty close, too. Or is it too soon to talk about her? <laughs> I mean, but, I mean breaking, breaking news. You know, I, I'd be okay with Arnold Schwarzenegger in that role. Like, just bring in Arnold. That'd be and great. Don't, don't say anything. No, just, like, call him Cara Dune, give him a wig, and just see if the fans notice. It'd be great. <laughs> I, 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 it's 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 honestly shocking to me that arnold has not been in any kind of disney yeah. thing like like that 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 was the fact that he's been in like pretty much nothing it, it makes me feel like there's got to be like an mcu appearance coming at some point like there has to be some hero he could play and even around the world in 80 days he's an uncredited cameo yeah he's just like a <laughs> shop owner or something like that who doesn't want to go back so okay, I just had to I I had to let you know that um uh, uh, because that 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 tickled me. I did not think we could do a forty five minute pod on Arnold Mausenegger and Sugar Ray Lizard. Well, I'm so sure I'm we could we could try. <laughs> so I'm very happy that you suggested Nice Little Republic. So Thomas and James, thanks so much for coming on. Thanks for having us. Let thanks. us know if you need us back for something. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. If there's more Star Wars you got, let me know. Oh, we will. We will definitely. Uh, or Arnold comes on something. We'll 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 have a breaking news pod if Arnold uh, 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 gets signed on for anything. That's Cara Dune. Yeah, we we can do a quick, you know, quick three hour podcast on Arnold. That's fine. <laughs> okay, sounds good. Uh, all right, so it is closing time. Uh, if you want to get a hold of us, you can email us beersandears1928 at gmail.com. You can join up on our Facebook group beers and ears podcast twitter and instagram at beers ears 1928 um um, i i promise that i am i am i have to apologize to our social media community i have promised you a paper on fantasia i have promised you 
a uh, a list of Disney movies. I I, I promise I'm getting to it. <laughs> um, uh, this whole like you know I have a full time job now is uh, you know pesky jobs getting in the way of things. So I I, I, I promise I'm so sorry, listeners. I'm I'm getting to it. I I promise. <laughs> I've read the but, paper. It's worth the wait. Uh, that, that's true. You have read that paper. Yeah. Um, I, I, it's 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 a gem. Um, anyway, so join up on those socials. Uh, uh, get social with us, and as always, um, subscribe and rate and review us. Five stars. Five stars. Had uh, uh, someone uh, write a review at the beginning of January that said some very nice things. So thank you so much to that person. I am totally blanking on your name, but thank you. You know who you are. Um, all right. And uh, let's raise our glasses then. This episode has been on us, and we will see you next time. May the force be with you. Always. And also with you. (laughs) (laughs) Bye. Bye. Peace out.